That's Sean Curran with the ways. I'm Victory 91.5. There's a lot of different ways that you can help support our nonprofit radio ministry. Amen to that. And something really cool. I'm excited about this. We've launched this idea that any donation made between now and then October 4th, mm-hmm. you're entered to win something that I think would be an amazing blessing. Just as a wife and a mom, we spend a lot of money on gas and groceries. Yeah. It really it's adds up. Real. And so Dawson and Sandra Burrell from Trinity Septic Services, they're giving five $500 gift cards for gas and groceries to Kroger. That's $2,500? Yes, to one, you know, person that is going to win. And ultimately, like you said, the computer picks at random. So you could give a $1 donation, a $100 donation, a $1,000 donation, you know, and then get blessed with that gift. But give what God uh, puts on your heart. That's what it's, it's built around that. We don't want you to, we don't want anyone to feel like, you know, and all the times we try to give something interesting away each uh, Victory Partner Days and our, our whoever sponsors it. Uh, we, you know, we just recently gave away a, a trip, which was pretty yeah, cool. Costa Rica. To Costa Rica, right? That was neat. We've given away kitchens and uh, a trip to New York City. We've given away TVs and computers and all kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm excited about this one. $2,500 in gas in groceries. That's just uh, that's exciting stuff because, you know, I look at our bills all the time and it's just like, how can we possibly eat this much food? <laughs> and I look in the mirror and I go, well, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> so we're talking about the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Uh, when, of course, Yom is Day, Kippur is Atonement. Atonement is an English word, obviously, but it's not one that we're, we use a lot. It's not an English word in terms of the New Testament. The Day of Atonement implies that we need atonement, right? Yeah. So what is atonement? What in the world does that word mean? Well, there's a separation between God, who's holy, and man, who was holy but sinned, and now needs a way to be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve's choice to sin made everyone guilty before God without hope until God made a way, and that's Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the sinless lamb, the Passover lamb, took upon himself the sins of the whole world that we might receive atonement for our sins. Some people say at one mince. We're brought to one at one like for our sins and reconciled to God to accept his atonement or at one for sin is to acknowledge one sin and receive his sacrifice. It's a trade. So reconciliation is not only possible, it's called the good news for as by one man's disobedience many sins were made many were made sinners so by the obedience of one capital one shall many be made righteous that's romans 5 now the word atonement is used a lot in the old testament for sacrifices that were made for the people to be holy before god and thus at one with god the new testament uses the word reconciliation for atonement, because that's the literal interpretation of that word kipper. Uh, Micah 7, who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity, passes over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in mercy. Mm -hmm. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us, and he will subdue our iniquities Gosh, I love that verse. Yes, you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Mm. I love that he subdues my sins. Mm. Uh, You know, I think I can't control this. He can. He'll subdue it for me Mm. and for you. In Hebrew, mercy is the word chesed, which has no exact counterpart in English. It usually translates as mercy. 
kindness or loving kindness, but it really has a much deeper meaning. So sadly, it's hard to get chesed in English, but it's it's not used randomly of kind deeds because it represents the attitude required when two people are in covenant. It contrasts man's frailty with God's steadfast reliability. Though Israel be faithless, yet God remains faithful still. The loving kindness is wholly undeserved, right? God's passion for righteousness is so strong that he could not be more relentless in his demand for it. But God's persistent love for his people is more insistent still. It's a big, deep, profound concept that we don't have words for. In First John, it says, is, My dear children, I write this to you so you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. We know that we've come to know him if we keep his commands, because that shows you're at one, you're atoned, right? As Christians, we're born again because of Jesus. Every day is our day of atonement. See how beautiful this day is? We have a new destiny, a new eternity that are determined by a relationship with Jesus. As we repent of our sins and put our faith in Jesus, he saves us by grace through faith. Mm. And because we do still sin, we need an advocate, a lawyer. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what is a modern-day atonement, if you will, a day of atonement? What do they do now? On the Sabbath in Israel, everything shuts down. Absolutely nothing will be open tonight. No radio, no television, no cable. Even the streetlights won't work. Mm. How strong is the power of the law and the fear of judgment in Israel? 60% of Jews in Israel will fast for Yom Kippur, or Yom Kippur, but only 50% say they believe in God or pray. Mm. But today, they're going to pray and they're going to believe. Originally, bloody sacrifices were the focus on all the feasts. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But with no temple, no priesthood, no ability to offer sacrifices, since the Romans destroyed the temple in 70 AD, the Jews focus on God's commands to fast, rest, and repent to remove potential judgment. So instead of focusing on the blood sacrifice, which they understood to mean by their Messiah, their eyes are now on their own acts of righteousness to honor God and get them to heaven. You couldn't get further away from God's plan. Between Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur are 10 days known as the Yamin Norim, the days of awe, which seal your fate for the upcoming year by determining whether your name continues to be written in the book of life. Well, this 40 days from Elul 1, which we enjoyed, which is generally in August, and this is that 40th day we told you about way back when, uh, but actually 40 days ago, I th- in fact, I talked to you about that. The 40 days from Elul 1 to the Day of Atonement was the third time up the mountain, the Mount Sinai for Moses. He broke the first set of commandments, the Ten Commandments, when he saw the golden calf. You probably remember that. Went up a second time to ask forgiveness for the people. And then he went up one more time, 40 days ago, to get the set of commandments that would go in the Ark of the Covenant. Well... The 40-day period is is where we first hear about the book of life that the Jews are very focused on today. So Moses went back to the Lord and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They've made for themselves gods of gold, but now please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you've written. Mm. 
I mean, this is Moses. The Lord replies to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. So he says, nope, you can't be the substitute. Now go, lead this people to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. So as a result of all of that, Jews spend the days of awe in great reverence, aware of the holiness and the judgment of God, which causes repentance, reconciliation, forgiveness, and a focus on moral conduct. And then after Yom Kippur, for many, it's just back to life as usual. But the days of awe are not just once a year. They're every single day of our life. But even then, blood is still required to cover our sins. So for we can see in their celebration of the Day of Atonement, they're just so far off the mark uh, because they have no blood. They have no Messiah. How do Christians celebrate the Day of Atonement? Coming up.